Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Gareth and Gian. And on this week's episode, we have quite a list of things to talk about actually today. And some of them are not Mariah related. I know. <sighs> oh my God, don't click away though. We have big Mariah topics ahead. Don't click off, like it's good. <sighs> Stay with us. But we just have a few things to talk about that we've been obsessed with lately. Yeah, so. I, feel, I feel like it's all like kind of relevant stuff as well. Like it's all stuff that's really catching everyone's attention, especially ours lately. So I feel like it's all relevant, Lens. It's all relevant. So please stay tuned. It's going to be just our, our opinions of a few things that are happening right now. And it all comes back to Mariah anyway. So of it's course. all good. Okay. So the first thing on our list of things to talk about is Mariah related, of course, and it is Mariah pride because that's the only thing that's going on with her anyway, right? Like there's nothing else going on with her. I feel like that's the new thing that she's bringing to the table. There's some things in the news, but I feel like that this is the newest thing. And oh, happy pride, everybody, by the way. <laughs> happy um, pride. But the last couple of years, she's had this big like rollout for pride merch and i feel like it's an obvious thing you know she said it before like you know i have an album called rainbow etc etc but like this time we kind of get a regurgitation of the graffiti tracksuit which is kind of cute and it's the tracksuit and a graffiti t-shirt so it's not really new yeah so she did re-release some of the pride merch for her i don't know if it was for her pride event that she's doing like because the bit the biggest topic that's happening soon is by the time this episode comes out mariah will be performing at pride i think it's la pride and she'll be headlining on june 10th first of all i'm surprised that she's only re-releasing old stuff and is not thinking of maybe one thing that's new maybe there'll be something exclusive at the pride event but just because she's headlining the event I don't know why she wouldn't like screen print that on a t-shirt somewhere I mean I haven't been obsessed with the Mariah Pride merch uh since I was in like 12th grade and it used to be popular so <laughs> yeah I would have liked a little bit more of um some new exclusive stuff maybe it could have been tailored towards the LA performance maybe some new pictures because she's been out and about at a couple of parties recently looking quite you know, snatch, looking quite happy, healthy, you know, like she's having a good time. She looks great. So I feel like a little bit of a photo shoot could have been done for this. Like a t-shirt, I don't know. Yes, we have been seeing her out more lately. And I actually did like the all Burberry ensemble. I know in one of our recent episodes, I said something about her fashion and things of that nature. But I think I like the brown tones and it was pants. It wasn't a gown as well. Maybe nitpicking here. The only thing I would say is different shirt, a little less Burberry check or whatever that is, mm. plaid. But I thought it was a good look. I, I think she has been giving good look. She's been looking good. Hopefully she gives us good looks at this pride event as well. And she no said doubt. she was in the studio. So hopefully she's been giving vocals to the studio yeah. i hope so yeah. i mean i liked the burberry outfit i thought it was cute but i feel like maybe just a beige top or a black top to go with the the burberry trousers i just feel like a burberry raincoat threw up on her that's how i feel 
But, it was a lot. And yeah, but I, I was just happy to see not a gown, though. So true. I think it's a step in the right direction. Definitely. All right. So next thing on our list is that Mariah sold her mansion in Georgia for $4.3 million one year after it was burglarized. Mm-hmm. People broke in there. And I remember we did an episode about that. We did. Um, how do you feel about this? I don't blame her, really. I d- I always is the thought... Butterfly Lounge dead? Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to do that. They must have completely gutted that, because it was pretty much just a, a makeshift vocal booth anyway in there. But it's just, I felt like it was a natural kind of existence for the Butterfly Lounge. It looked really fitting for Mariah. And her moving to Atlanta, Georgia, I thought, I thought okay, this all, it all makes sense. But like... I thought it was cute. I, I always felt like it was a little bit alienating, because she's never... I know she's had huge houses before in the past her apartment in new york is a penthouse apartment of like three floors but i just felt like this huge mansion and as far as man- some mansions go this is quite a modest one even though it had a violin swimming pool or whatever but i felt like no that's the new york one. Oh, really which i was actually just about to bring up like i didn't want to cut you off but i was just about to say I liked this mansion in Atlanta, but I kind of liked the New York mansion better with the violin swimming pool. And it was, I don't know if it was bigger, but it was just more the vibe that I pictured for Mariah. Mm. And then also, again, upstate New York, like it's still in New York, not New York City. It's still in New York, so she could go to the city. Mm. And I don't know, it just in my head of what I picture, like what she likes, which of course, you know, could not be the case or true at all um i don't know i just picture her as a new york girl and i love atlanta for her too that was totally a vibe i I totally picture that more than like la or even like a miami or something but miami would be cute too true i mean because of her status i always thought like why has she never gone to like california or la and i think she's had property there before with nick but then it got sold so for me anyway obviously i've never been to new york but i always felt this pull back I thought, oh, she's bound to go back to New York. She's bound to go back to New York. And I don't know, when it got burgled, I just thought, okay, she's not going to stick around for long. And I'm surprised she stuck around for as long as she did. Yeah, she bought this property for about $6 million. So she's taken about roughly a $1.55 million loss selling it for $4.3 million, which is literally kind of Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, I hope so. Yeah, it's not like it it decreased by half or more. It's only a little bit for her. But like, I think in a way, because we know that Mariah Carey is a New York girl. I mean, dare I say it, good riddance. Because if she's away and things like this are going to happen, and people are obviously, when things like this happen, they're obviously watching to see when they can target homes or areas or whatever it is that they're going to do. So I feel that if security didn't get cracked down on and this didn't get resolved justifiably, like people being arrested then it's going to happen again. It's not to hurt somebody else. So she's done well to go. And I don't want to live somewhere where that's happening anyway, or where that's going to happen to me, or where I'd be potentially a target. So I get it. I totally do. And we don't even know if that's the reason why, but I'm sure it plays Mm. a factor into it a little bit, at least like a little bit. Yeah, especially Um, with kids. But yeah. Well, we should move on to the next one because I'm quite excited about this one. (laughs) Okay, yeah, this is the next biggest mariah thing going on right now for sure and it is this is the single right or the the single song yeah yeah okay so do you have the details so i don't know how you pronounce this guy's name but he is a dj 
called Eli, spelt with the letter E hyphen to tell a lie, like L-I-E, Eli. And the song is actually featuring Mariah Carey. And it is her song Circles. When I heard about this was going to be a thing, I was like, oh, God. You know, we spoke about it last week in our episode about Lato's big energy and her doing all these collaborations and it not living up to I know what you want, et cetera, et cetera. And I just thought, well, it's a dance song. I didn't like the jump smokers stuff. So I was just, I was over it. And then I heard it. And it's kind of giving me Kygo and Whitney higher love vibes. I'm really into this, even though it's a lot of repetitiveness. But how do you feel? I really liked this song a lot. And I know that some lambs have shaded me in the past for, have shaded both of us in the past, actually, for, <laughs> you know, not liking songs, remixes <laughs> without resung vocals or things of that nature. <laughs> um, but if I do remember correctly, I was obsessed with the Always Be My Baby remix and certain people weren't, you know, yeah, and this circles <laughs> one I love as well. So yeah, same thing. Right up my alley. I love the trap type remix. I love um the running around, running around, running around. And I love the lambs making their cute Instagram uh reels oh, about yeah. it and and making like cute little compilation videos of Mariah running on stage singing make it happen. And I think it should have been called the circles running around remix or something. Yes, it should have had a cuter title. I, I agree. Yeah, but otherwise, I loved it, yeah. What I would have liked as well, and I, it's going to sound a little bit silly here because I have just compared it to this song, but a little bit of a chopped or cut and paste, little bit of a, like, just ad-libs, different notes cut to get put together, like the Whitney, that... Or the whistle uh, note. Uh, or, yeah, or even a bit of the whistle notes here and there, just something else, but, like, I... I really like it. And I can listen to this on repeat constantly. Like, I feel like I'm going to piss a lot of people off with this song, especially over the summer. But I have a question. And it's a question I always ask. Could this be a 20th number one? I don't think so. <laughs> I I I don't think so. I mean, it's good. It's definitely good. I mean, I would hope that it would get new lambs or you know new fans into circles and mm. maybe it would blow up on tiktok it might have the potential to be another big tiktok moment like it's a rap i think it could yeah it has no remixes or extended versions or sped up versions as of yet maybe that's because they wanted to see how well it would do first but it is kind of like a sped up version you know like it's a rap is like it's a rap the one that popped off is kind of remix vibey so this is giving me that kind of feel. Yeah. If you get it. The vocals sound really fresh, though. When I first heard it, and that's the, there's like a little bit of a, not rainstorm, but it sounds like there's some kind of weather moment in the beginning when it starts. And then when it gets into it, I was just like, my eyes just opened really wide. And I was just like, wow, could this be a Kygo Whitney moment for Mariah, you know? The higher love track that was released a few years ago, because that was insane. But we'll see. I'm sure everybody out there, all the Lamely, our listeners are streaming it like crazy. I keep playing it over and over again. <laughs> so fingers crossed. Yeah. So if you haven't heard the new remix of Circles, go listen because it is a bop, I think. Yeah. Um, don't expect something new. It is what it is. Period. Yeah. Speaking of playing music on repeat like crazy, we're going to go slightly off, to off topic here, Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we have any gays in the chat, though, I feel like 
<laughs> you know what? I feel like we have to talk about it. This song is, I feel like it's coming over into America. Like, yeah. I'm maybe it's just because our account is connected almost internationally. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like I've been seeing it on my own account too. And I don't know if it's because I have lambs or whatever, but this song, Padam Padam, Padam Padam. <laughs> I feel like it has the potential to be Kylie's next. You said that this could be her like fever moment again. Like, yeah. uh, what is that song? Her next can't get you out of my head. Yeah. And I said at first, I don't think so. But I have changed my mind. I have absolutely, since we talked about it last, changed my mind. I think this could be a big song here. When I first heard about it, I thought, padam, padam. I thought, could it be some kind of Spanish or Portuguese, like, kind of take on some words? Or I don't know. I wasn't sure where it came from. I didn't really get with the heartbeat things. I always think of a boom, boom. Like, it's just a noise. I don't think of how it's spelt. And then the beginning, the intro, that sort of electronic intro was released with the artwork. And I was just like, oh, my God. Because I thought it was going to be some kind of studio, B-side, forgotten about, thing that she was going to work on like here's the beast well because i hate the the spelling of the name of it as well like i don't like the the name of the title spelled out doesn't sound like how i hear it so it looks annoying to me when i see the words but when i hear the song i actually really like it i just can't get over this song it's i've got these two songs now i mean i'm glad this circles moment came out with padam padam because now i it feels weird saying it i feel like you have to sing it every time you say the title of this kylie song I'm glad they've come out quite close to each other because I can now listen to them and I won't get sick of one song. I I probably won't get sick of either of them until like Christmas when Mariah does a load of stuff again. It's, they're so catchy. (laughs) The artwork is giving, I mean, most of her artwork does give me Bridget Bardot kind of vibes. Who's some kind of like actress from like the 60s or something. And It kind of gave me, um, who is that guy? It looks like, uh, the guy who did the rainbow cover, I just can't think of his name right now. Oh, um, David LaChapelle. Yes. Ah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, Gareth, you know who's this photograph. <laughs> I, I honestly, it I had no idea. His, it gives me his modern um, photos that I've seen on his Instagram. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of that. Like yeah. um, the little Nas X cover a little bit, just yeah. with a little less going on, but kind of mixed with caution. Yeah. Yeah, some of it's been a lot like a fantasy kind of uh, visual to look at some of his latest stuff. I remember when I first heard this Padam Padam, I thought the music does sound a little bit like a sample of, you know, the, I don't know if you know this, G, you probably don't, but you know the grinder notification, that noise that it made? I, I don't know that sound, actually. And I'm very, <laughs> I'm very proud, I'm very pleased with myself to not, no, that sounds. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard it for a while. I'm in a relationship, but like, I remember thinking, like, it sounds like an electronic sample of that. And then this meme came out. Every time. I mean, but this, it has been kind of an alarm for the gays, though. Yeah. Like this song. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it's everywhere. The, the memes have been so funny, and each one is different. I mean, pretty similar in keeping with the song or whatever, but like, they're just so, so silly and so funny. It's been really refreshing. 
to see this. And it's just insane how, because I don't know, over here in the UK, Kylie and Madonna are kind of like, not pinned against each other as like rivals, but they're kind of com- comparable in terms of like how long they've been around. They've both been around since the 80s. They keep reinventing themselves. They've got loads of successful songs and albums and tours as well, especially. And I feel that Madonna's kind of like bowed out. Kylie still keeps going and just knocks people off their feet with her all of her lead tracks and remixes as well sometimes. And she doesn't do a remix like Mariah, no one does. I'm so blown away that at 54, 55, whatever she is now, I think she had a birthday recently. This is really exciting for her and her fans, whatever her lamely is called, I don't know. We also need to say this isn't just like a song, like this is the lead single from her new album tension yeah. coming this year her right. latest effort since disco by the way sorry yeah yeah so and that was a big act to follow so and you know we both loved that album yeah. we both were here for it and i'm not a huge kylie fan but every single not every single song but every single that came from the disco album i just thought i'm quite into kylie again like i've had dips and waves and i'm pretty much yes. a single Buyer for Kylie. No, you really got me into her back when that album came out. Like, you really did get me into her for real, for real. And maybe that's why my algorithm might be skewed more toward her than (laughs) I I don't know, the average person. But I do follow her on Instagram. But I think for me, it was because we got we got Mariah happening in 2020, but we'd got Kylie and then Dua Lipa at the same time. And they were kind of like, almost parallel to each other, like parallel universes happening. And it was just like, I'm stuck between the two. But the only thing that I'm a bit concerned about is that after Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of My Head album, Fever, she released another album called Body Language. And she had the lead single called Slow. Now, Slow was a number one over here. And it was really, it was a slow electronic song. She's lying on a beach. There's loads of men lying really close to her in speedos as the camera lifts up slowly and, you know, pans away up in the air. That song was huge, but the rest of the album didn't live up to the, the hype of the lead single. Because she kept the rest of the songs were kind of like R&B, pop R&B. It was really weird for Kylie and it was a bit alienating. So, yeah, because I don't think of her as like a vocalist. And for no. me, R&B is like, girl, you got it where you need to serve vocals for R&B, yeah. in my opinion. You have to do your harmonies. And you have in to the Padam Padam song... It's it is giving like that club vibe that that gay club Miami vibe. It's giving. It's giving me very vogue. Vogue. Voguing, you know that whole like scene. It I can imagine this being on like the TV series Pose. Obviously, it wouldn't have been because that was set in the eighties. But it's that kind of thing. It's this is what's going to be huge in the gay clubs in like Soho over here. I don't know what your gay district is over there, but like, so well done, Kylie, and congratulations to all of the Kylie. Beehive land people who whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what her people are called, but no idea. Good luck. Good luck, Kylie. <laughs> we'll definitely stream the album and maybe we'll do a review on it because we talked about it right now. Let us yeah. know, listeners, if you are interested. First of all, if you've listened to this song. If you know anything about Kylie and if you'd like to hear more. Yeah, because our approach would be really fresh. And also as well, we just have to mention there is a huge vinyl rollout for this. Like it's insane. All different and you know, I love a good vinyl. So, and I, I love that they're doing all the different variations. Kylie did this with her last album too. Like mm-hmm. she slayed the disco album rollout. 
everything about it. And this one is hopefully just as good because a lot of Kylie's albums that I like, they, they're they giving me, I don't even want to compare to a Beyonce album, but it, it does remind me of how on Renaissance, it does flow very well from track to track. And it feels like you're just in a club and the DJ is mixing the songs and transitioning them into the next one. And I love that about a few of her albums. Also, that's another good thing. If anybody has a particular vinyl that they want to get, I'm pretty sure that they'll all say all of them because I looked at them and I thought, if I was going to get a Kylie Tension album, which one would I get? And I was just... No, but there's so many variations of hers. But speaking of Beyonce, especially over here at the moment, and it's going to be coming to America pretty soon. I think she finishes off in America with her Renaissance tour is Beyonce. It is insane over here at the moment. It's, it's almost as bad... No, it's probably worse than when the Spice Girls reunited and got back together. Everything was crazy. Who's got a ticket? Who can I who can I buy a ticket from? How do I get a ticket? Who can I go with? And I got proper FOMO from the Spice Girls uh, show, not being able to go. I knew so many people who were going, so many people who were going last minute, and I managed to get a ticket last minute on the last day like three hours before we were supposed to go in the standing area at Wembley Stadium and it was amazing and this time round with Beyonce I'm feeling proper FOMO yeah you haven't gotten that ticket this time no. I was gonna say oh yeah, my no. god the tickets are I've insane on, you've been posting on your story Beyonce and I feel like you've said in the past you don't really care for Beyonce I I feel like that's what you've said yeah I don't think I've cared for Beyonce since I am Sasha Fierce like I liked the first two albums but the, the second album was a little bit too much but didn't live up to the first so I kind of dipped there okay so I did not like the Renaissance album at first I am obsessed with it there are so many good songs on it the album is amazing you need to listen to Renaissance and you need to watch the visual album for Lemonade that's a masterpiece literally so good so good those are my two favorite things from beyonce i used to love the album four a lot there's a lot of classics on that one um, oh there is actually my my favorite song by beyonce is i miss you i need to listen to that one again <laughs> it's i don't think i remember that one it's a Frank Ocean song. Frank- oh, yeah, I'm song. not a Beyonce specialist or like I'm not part of the beehive. I'm not <laughs> proclaiming to be at all. I need to get into her more. But my favorite things that she's done was Lemonade, specifically the visual album. And then this new Renaissance thing, I think it's shots to the top of my favorite thing from her, even though it's not vocally giving. Like my favorite song from Beyonce is Me, Myself, and I. Like, period. I love that song so much. And I was hoping for vocals and songs like that with this new album. And I just, that's not what we got. So at first it didn't meet my expectations because it was just a completely genre that I was not expecting her to do. So it just wasn't what I was looking for. But I'm glad I found it because I'm obsessed and you need to listen to it. I need to listen to it from top to bottom, definitely, like all the way through nonstop. Because you know when you go on iTunes and you can listen to the like the little samples and whatnot. I've I've listened to that and I've heard things before in like cafes and restaurants and whatnot. And and Wilson listens to Beyonce quite a lot. So 
I, I feel like I've heard a lot of it without actually hearing all of it. So I feel like with some of the songs, this is just me summing up from what I've heard. It's not an actual representation of what I feel yet. So basically, some of the songs that I've heard sound like something that Madonna is striving for. Like the, the lead song, Break My Soul or whatever it's called. That, I thought, oh my God, Madonna must be livid like listening to this. Like, because it would be perfect for Madonna, but Beyonce got there first. Obviously, she writes her own songs too. Um, probably with like 15 of the writers, but... Whatever and the vocals it, are just giving way more than Madonna would ever dream to give in her life. 100, 100%. But some of the songs that don't sound like that sound very similar to Solange. So I think that's why I've been a little bit like, mm, not interested still. But I'd give it a go because I'm starting to feel like the Beyonce fever. I got stuck on the bloody tube the other day and I thought, what the hell is going on? Like it was like 6.30 p.m. Like rush hour was done. Like why is it still happening? And I remember there was some, there was quite a lot of people with these cowboy hats and some had like fake disco ball-esque um, cowboy hats on. And they were like, oh my God, what's happening? We need to get to Beyonce. We need to get to Beyonce. Why is this happening? There were some people in front of me who didn't look like they were going to Beyonce. Turned around and was like, it's because of Beyonce. We are the problem. And I was stood in the middle like, <laughs> like, like, not only am I stuck in between you, but you've also gone to this concert that I'm dying to go to right now. But like, I thought I just want to get home. <laughs> and then last night, I live quite close to a park. It's very loud. I can hear it very clearly where there's an event going on every year called Mighty Hoopla. And Kelly Rowland was performing there last night. Yes, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland are both in London at the same time. And I was listening to Kelly Rowland's set outside my window. Oh my God. I just thought the crowd were going crazy. I mean, everyone's got Beyonce fever at the moment, whether you got a ticket or not. And so the crowd were going absolutely crazy. And I just was just feeling the same thing. I thought, imagine if this was Beyonce, like it would be 10 times, maybe more like louder than this and then she did a destiny's child medley and it was even louder and I, was, I I could just feel it and again i was feeling a little bit of fomo because i didn't get a ticket to go to that but i could listen to it outside my window i could even go to the park and find a hill and and watch it but like yeah it just fed it more and i just thought wow you know like and this is probably the people that were probably there either didn't get a ticket to see beyonce or they're probably going tonight or they've already been as well so people are just riding that beyonce wave at the minute you know Oh, Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah, no, no, I definitely... Oh, sorry. Wait, what did you say? Natasha Bedingfield was there as well. Oh, she was? Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Honestly, I wish she would do more. Like, does she still do stuff? Like, I wish she was a little bigger. Because I do love... Um, What is that one song? Not Pocket Full of Sunshine. There's one good... It was a bigger hit. Oh. <laughs> Kind of a Mariah melody, almost. Yes, I can hear that. That is so weird. Wow. Okay, Natasha, I see you.
No, I mean, but back to what we were saying. Yeah. Um, gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm totally feeling the Beyonce fever over here, too. It is everywhere. Ever since Blue Ivy got up on stage and, like, moved her hips side to side, the internet broke. Like, it literally, <laughs> like, she did two steps. I mean, she did way more. I'm exaggerating. She did, like, some a little ditty on stage with her mom, and it it's so cute. And honestly, I was thinking about how it reminded me of Mariah when she performed on stage with her daughter for Christmas. Of course. Yeah, I completely forgot about God. Where is the time going? Anyone who's not listened to our Merry Christmas to all, please go listen to it. And we also have a very lovely festive book reading. All right. Well, we can move on. So this next topic is, I don't know why I became so obsessed with this. Just ever since I saw the teaser trailer and I saw the little girls reacting to it on TikTok and I heard this girl sing, I really got excited for the Little Mermaid movie and the soundtrack that came out for it. And it was it was released in theaters about a week ago by now. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. No. <laughs> Gareth, oh my gosh. I literally, okay, so all of the lambs I have in a group chat, my friend group chat, all my friends I have in a lamb group chat, uh, we've been talking about other stuff that's not Mariah related to like get us through this like dry spell. And <laughs> the my biggest thing that I keep on bringing up in the group is this fucking movie. And they all went and watched it in the first opening weekend, honestly. And I feel like they all gave it a positive review. There was a few critiques here and there. Mm-hmm. But for me, my own personal opinion... This was a Disney live action remake, by the way, which we need to put that into context. Obviously, the original Little Mermaid came out 1989, cartoon. This is the live action version. And I feel like a lot of, if you're a Disney person, you know that Disney has had like not the best track record with the live action remakes. My favorite one was probably Cinderella, which I think was one of the first ones to come out. Yeah, I think it was like the second or third it was one of the original live action movies and they cut the songs from it but they still i feel like captured the magic of the story but this little mermaid movie i was so worried they were going to cut the songs out of it because of the mulan and also in beauty and the beast they hired like non-singers to sing broadway level performances which i thought was insane and not a good move for the company there were also some trailers i was worried about because i was worried this movie wasn't going to be colorful things of that nature but when i went into the theater and i saw this movie i was like so overwhelmed by it and i was in love with it there was obviously there's a few things and I've seen it like four times by now so each time (laughs) you notice little things more and more but the magic I felt of that first time watching it it was amazing and there's so many things that I feel like they improve upon the original that I thought it was good the CGI wasn't as good as like Avatar 2 or anything Mm -hmm. but I thought it was better looking than the trailers it was way more colorful, way more beautiful. And I bought like eight copies of the vinyl of it. But we'll get to that when we talk about the vinyl section. Okay, we'll get but I think you should go see this, like for real. You definitely, I think it's one of the, I, this moved up to my favorite or second favorite live action remake. I still am deciding. 
but I think it might be my favorite just because they kept the songs and it's so colorful and beautiful. With the Disney things, I think with the Disney live action remakes, especially, sorry, they are really losing the, the magic when they don't use at least the cartoon element of it. You know, like the CGI bits here and there, like with Aladdin, like with The Lion King, like with The Little Mermaid, like with Alice in Wonderland, for example. I loved Alice in Wonderland. And I was just like, I really need to see this. I think I've seen the Alice in Wonderland versions. Wasn't some fussed about the very first, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland might have been first, but then there was like a Snow White and the Huntsman, which I thought was dreadful. But then they really got into the swing of what they are about, what the magic is with their original cartoon versions. So I feel like they lose that when they just make this proper live action movie without songs and without the magic that the cartoon had. And I feel or like the colorfulness, yeah, like exactly the vibrancy. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the pictures I've seen of Melissa McCarthy without all the like colorful like filters or whatever you want to call it, I feel it loses its value. So when you see her in the movie, I've not seen the movie, but when you see her in the trailer in the uh, from the movie, I feel like more it's Ursula. Whereas you see these stills on social media and whatnot when she's in makeup or whatever it is that's been put out there. I'm just like, okay, just Melissa McCarthy being Ursula, okay. Listen to the song as well, Poor Unfortunate Souls by Melissa McCarthy. She killed that. Like, it's almost as good as the original. It's not quite there, but it's almost as good. It is vocally different than the original. Like, she took it higher up, which I loved. Like, I love that she was giving belted moments to that song. She didn't sustain a, a note that I really wanted her to, but she gave it. Like, I do think her vocal performance was good for someone who doesn't sing like that. Um, But the standout is Hallie like she mm-hmm. is a vocalist like she came through on this album her part of your world I think I like better than the original like I think I do period and then there's some amazing work on the album where you just hear her trans transition from Ariel's voice into evil Vanessa and it just is so fascinating to hear that transition how she can sound like like a kind sweet beautiful young lady and then transition to like the evil Ursula in disguise, like stuff like that is just really cool. I'm obsessed with this soundtrack. I think it, I would give it like an eight out of 10. An eight? Per, I, that's quite low from what I was expecting you to say. Well, maybe 8.5, but there were certain things, like it was long. With some of our conversations lately, I was kind of expecting you at least a 9.5 or a 10. But like, well, that's like, I feel like. 10 means it's like perfect and there's nothing wrong with it like I do I did wish that I like the color of her hair like don't get me wrong it looked more red in the movie than it did in the promo but I did wish it was more like a little bit more red than ginger like it's definitely giving ginger but yeah. I did I did wish it was just a little bit more unnatural looking. But I get it, like, it's the live action, so whatever. But, like, the biggest things I'm obsessed with is, like, her, her new tail. Like, her new tail looks so iconic. She literally looks like a betta fish. Yeah, I just am, I'm obsessed with mermaids anyway. So I just love that. Yeah, I'm planning to go see it. I, I just don't know when I'm going to have the time. <laughs> but like, I do want to go see it. I'm really excited to go see it because I am very intrigued. I feel like, like you said earlier, like, I don't think I've had this intriguing element since 
a cartoon Disney movie when I was a kid or Avatar or Titanic or anything like those movies. Like I, I feel like this is being as old as I am, <laughs> that this is a really nice feeling, to, especially for a live action Disney movie. I mean, I, I was really excited about Aladdin and I was very underwhelmed. And I feel like that's the biggest part of that was the genie. Like you cannot replicate Robin Williams as the genie. Lion King kind of was all right because you're going from cartoon animals to CGI animals. But I'm really looking forward to watching this. And I really want to see it on the big screen. And I hope I get there in time to watch it on the big screen. Yeah, I got to see um, IMAX, 3D, 3D, 3D several times. <laughs> I want to see it in no, 3D. It, it was good. Well, and I wasn't, I don't know if it'll still be in 3D by then, because in America, it's off premium screens now. Like, I had to get it. I had to get one last viewing. What? Oh, my God. And I do need to talk about this moment I had with this little girl, okay? Because so every, I've seen this movie, like, what, like three times, four times, and Every time I went, the theater was like almost empty. And obviously there's been a lot of controversy around this movie. And I don't even want to get into that because I don't even consider myself like educated enough to like have a super philosophical conversation about like the way our world works and like the politics of everything. But I do feel like I can talk about my experience. And I just feel like I think it's so crazy that the online talk about this movie has gone on for so long before the movie even came out that after the movie came out it's difficult to listen to what anybody has to say about it because I don't know if anyone has even watched this movie because I've gone and seen it four times and every time I've been in the theater nobody has fucking been in there but also I have been going at times when it's less busy as well like I know that that factors into it but I've just been seeing this movie soon getting a lot of hate for many different reasons like I did have a problem with the King Triton and she only did have two outfits on land like they, they didn't give her like a princess gown I did want a really beautiful princess gown can I just ask do they cut out you know that bit where he's dreaming and she's in the glittery gown and she emerges from the ocean and walks towards him do they cut that that's not a dream in the original movie, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, they cut that dress. They cut that wow, sparkly, wow. gorgeous her coming out of the water. That's like one of the best dresses in Disney history. And to not get a live action version of her like coming out of the water as a human was probably the biggest. That was the biggest outfit I was like waiting for, hoping mm -hmm. for. But they literally show King Triton like putting his his Triton on the water and doing the gold stuff like in the original going mm -hmm. to her tail and then they cut away and it's like well they cut to him crying they cut to him crying because he's letting go of his daughter which i get i didn't like this king triton in the movie like he wasn't angry enough for me he wasn't giving me enough emotion but yeah that was the biggest scene i was missing and they cut one of my songs they cut two songs actually so there are there is valid reasons why people would not like this but i think that overall like it does capture the essence of the original period like i do think it does what it needs to do i think hallie is the standout star of the movie she gives it what she needs to give and it's at the end of the day it's a kids movie like it is a kids movie for fun it's literally for laughs so the last time i saw the movie i needed to go see it again because it was the last day it was going to be in 3d at the theater and i was having a, so much anxiety about going um i don't know why because i had gone several times that week 
I was like really panicking on the inside about it. And it was just really nerve wracking to go this time. Like my anxiety was just super picking up. Um, So I got into the theater for this last one and there was a little black girl with braids, super long braids like Ariel Mm -hmm. or well, Ariel doesn't have braids, but you know, it was the same kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And she was in my seat that I paid for online in the very back in the middle. And at first I was looking like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Like no one else is here. Like, this is so awkward. Like what is going on? Um, Like, where do I sit? Like, I don't want to be like in front of her, like in the middle. Like, I don't want to be like, what? Cause there was like, I looked online and there was supposed to be um, a couple people at this one. Mm -hmm. So we were the only ones in there. And I, I ultimately just asked her, I was like, Hey, do you mind if I sit in this back row with you? I bought a ticket in the back and I know there's not going to be a lot of people here. So I know that's kind of awkward and I could sit anywhere, but, and then she was like, oh yeah, that's okay. And then we were sitting in the movie and I tried to make a little conversation with her. Like, have you seen the movie yet? And she was like, no. And then she asked me, is this 3D? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, I think she picked up on the vibe that like she was in my seat and I was like confused about what was going on <laughs> a little bit. I do think so. Mm-hmm. And because later in the conversation, she was like, after she said, is this movie 3D? I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. And she was like, are there glasses anywhere? Are we supposed to have glasses? And I was like, oh yeah, they, you didn't see where to get them because, and she was like, oh yeah, no one was, no one helped me. And she was like, I bought a ticket online and I was, I accidentally bought a ticket in the front, like in the very front thinking that it was the back and nobody told her that. And she said that nobody helped her find the glasses because I bought this when I walked in too. Like nobody was there taking tickets. Like it's so weird how they do it now. Like nobody like gives a fuck at the movie theater because like no one goes to the fucking movie theater, I guess. So I was, I'm tall. So I saw where to get them and I pick my own and I go to this movie apparently four times a week. It's only been one week, but basically she was saying she was so nervous to go to this movie. And it was the first movie that she had been to in a very long time. Like, pre-pandemic she told me that she was only 14 years old and I was thinking like oh my gosh this girl must be so nervous and scared she said she was but like I just felt it coming off of her too and then I like oh my god I'm so all over the place with this story but basically I was like oh yeah do you want me to um get you the your 3d glasses they're kind of far away And she was like, oh, no, that's okay. You can come with me, though, and show me where to get them. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then I walked with her there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like that's probably the reason, not like the reason I was so nervous, but I just thought it was very serendipitous that both of us were like super nervous and had a moment. And then at the end of the movie, I could hear her crying and I just like started bawling. I was like, oh, my God, this little 14 year old girl is watching Ariel and I'm just like a fucking mess next to her. It was a big moment. And I, I seen all those videos on TikTok of like little girls reacting to it. And I was like, like this movie was made for her. You know what I mean? Like this is her movie. So because it was just so cute because I've just heard so much hate for this movie. And this little 14 year old girl was like brave to go to the movie theater by herself and see it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would have been so scared. Well, I've seen a lot of stuff like ever since this was like, announced that there was going to be a Little Mermaid movie and we had that little snippet of part of your world and it was just a huge thing saying like it can't be this way and it's just like well in reality 
there's no right or wrong way so <laughs> it doesn't make any difference who plays Ariel really like it's good that there's this um especially a singer and an actress it's good that a singer and an actress is playing Ariel I quite like that because when I first had heard that first clip I don't know like I was really young when the first Little Mermaid came out when the cartoon came out so I didn't really enjoy it until the VHS came out you know and seeing the spectacularity of the cover and looking on the back and I couldn't read I don't could I read that I don't even know if I could I could see I can't even remember because I was like three nearly four years old so I really enjoyed watching the cartoon and you know I was really into it oh and then I remember my sister having some of the toys and stuff of it and I was just like really blown away like by the whole thing you know so hearing that little snippet I didn't even think about anything like that I just was like oh my god and I got chills because it felt so nostalgic obviously it was a slight shift in the sound because obviously she's singing it slightly different but like because she is a trained singer so is the person that sang it originally but they're different singers I just felt that same chill the same wave of nostalgia I just thought oh my god I can't wait for this so I've been excited for this for such a long time so it's really nice that there are people to now get some representation, to really enjoy it. It's a celebration of a story, an old tale, but also there's so much more going on. Yeah, and it's way more deep than I could ever get into or make a philosophical podcast about. And I'm sure people have, and I know people have, and talked about this all over. But yeah, I just strictly want to stick to my experience and how I felt during it. So I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, nothing's perfect. There are things that could have been different. I think overall it did capture the essence of the movie and there were aspects of it I liked better than the original, 100%, definitely. Well, off the back of the spectacularity of the movie that you've experienced, did you want to talk about the vinyls? So with the Little Mermaid film, there was obviously going to be a soundtrack release with this, which I got so excited for. But I was not expecting there to be, well, technically there's five different variants if you include the black one. But there's four different color variations of the vinyl release, which is so exciting. And, you know, we love vinyls over here on this podcast. And I had to get all of them. I bought eight copies of this album so far. One of them's a gift I got to give to Jenny Kate because there was an emancipation a switcheroo again with this release as well where the walmart release which was supposed to be like this gorgeous deep ocean blue with like there were spots of clear in it with wave looking type moments got switched with the target one which the the stock photo looked like a non-transparent light blue with maybe like a cream or like a off white yellowish lighter white marbled throughout and those were switched they were completely switched and they don't look similar either which i'm trying to explain like one of them was like a deep blue but it was like transparent and the other one was like a light blue and marbly they both were giving marble and they both were giving blue um they're you know they're both giving vinyl so they're both giving circle <laughs> but but you know they got switched around and it blew up on TikTok that they got switched around. So I had to buy a bunch of Target ones because I really wanted to get that deep 
gorgeous. Like the Walmart one had the best stock photo period. So when, um, I don't want to put all her business on blast, but my friend, she got the target one originally cause it looked gorgeous. But then when we all saw the Walmart one, we were like, obviously that's the one to get. Cause if you're not, um, a variant collector, you don't need all the different variants. You want the best one out there that you like, you know, and this one, in my opinion was giving, like it was, it was giving ocean, honey. It was doing what it needed to do. So that the Walmart one mock-up anyway, was the one to get. And then once they got switched, it was like, damn, of course they did. Like, of course they did. But yeah, hopefully it's okay. But I have noticed also that, um, Disney, when they put ads out for the albums, they switch the Target mock-up. Um, so it looks different now, but the Walmart one still looks the same. So I liked the ripple-looking one that looked almost as if... There's there's a couple of like images for The Little Mermaid where they're looking... I don't know whose vision it is. I guess it's Ariel's, where she's looking up to the sun, looking down on the ocean, and it, it's dark blue on the outside, and it's it gets lighter as it gets to the middle because it's the daylight or the sun shining. And so, oh, on the photo, yeah. So, oh, the photo of the the cover, the album cover is stunning. So the ripple effect on one of those blue vinyls reminds me of that. Even though it's probably not intended to be like that, but like that's the one I would probably go for. Oh, like you're saying this like how the sun no it literally okay yeah this one you mean like the the look of this one yeah that's the best one but yes so but the best one that we're talking about was the one that was intended for walmart Mm -hmm. and when you put it up to the light it does look like you're looking down at the bottom of a pool when the sun is shining down on it moving the water around like it Mm -hmm. looks so gorgeous have you played any of them yeah i have played it and it is it is a good soundtrack. I do wish that they kept the Daughters of Triton song at least. And the Le Poisson one is funny, but I don't really care for it in the movie. Like it would be cute on the soundtrack. Just because there's there are a few songs on here that are just score and don't have words. I do feel like it plays well as an album, though. It is a soundtrack. Um, yeah, I do wish they kept those two songs just so there was a few more album or songs with words on it regardless of the the vinyls i'm a little bit thrown by the way the crab looks because i'm used to seeing him in the cartoon and this one looks completely different he does look like kind of mr crabs from spongebob in the eyes (laughs) i think it's the eyes but in the movie when you watch it i think it works um i think it would be weird to have like i don't know i they could have done more cartoony looking hyper realistic animals, but it might have just looked if they're trying to go full live action. I don't think why give them like half super live action, then half super realistic looking. That's my only thing is I feel like if they're going to do one stick to it and I think it's fine. I actually like a lot of people online don't like flounder and i think i like him i think i like the look of flounder maybe if he was a little chubbier just a little chubbier yeah i think it's because in the live action one he's smaller and in the the car he's very small he's chubbier and puffier and he's larger as well in height but yeah he's just overall like larger in diameter like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't thinking that hard about it like it took me till the fourth watch to literally feel the runtime of it i didn't feel like people are saying it does i mean maybe it definitely feels longer than the original but it took me 
my fourth watch to be like, oh, okay, yeah, it, it is longer. So I guess if you're not into it, then it's going to feel longer. I feel like the emotions of the story carried me through it. The spectacle of the story, everything it carried me through. So I think it was giving. And I think y'all will just have to watch it for yourselves and make up your own opinion. So Well, we've spoke about vinyls. And speaking of vinyls, <laughs> we can move on to the next subject. Now, we did promise we would interject again, Mariah. So here we are with the latest vinyl releases. Is this for record day? I don't think this is for record day. I honestly have no idea what this is for. We probably sound so unprofessional, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like this just shows you where I'm at with Mariah at this moment. Like, like whatever we get, we get, and I'm going to be there for it, I guess. But like, I'm not going to put my time into like, I'm not just going to, I'm not, period. I'm not going to put my time into Mariah like I used to. I'm just not going to. Yeah. And I know that that might come off as harsh, but I feel like a few of our episodes in the past, recently this season, I know it's just started and we have a lot of episodes we haven't released yet. We have a lot of episodes mm -hmm. under our belt, but I just feel like we have been sounding kind of negative. And I don't want to, I don't want to just come on here, talk about old Mariah stuff and then rip on new Mariah right now. Like, I don't, I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, but I also don't want to not give my honest opinion about where I'm at. So that is where I'm at. I'm going to focus on what is positive in my life, which is what I'm doing in all aspects of my life right now. So it's not just Mariah. It's I'm making changes everywhere where I need to. Yeah. So anyways, back to vinyls. <laughs> this, <laughs> this Mariah vinyl release is a European release only. And it is a pink marble version of Emotions, which we've seen a pink Emotions in the past, but this one looks better. I'll give it that. What do you think? It's cuter. Again, when we was doing our original talk of the pink Emotions vinyl release, I remember us talking about how the colour didn't really fit with the album and it would fit more with the Charm Bracelet album because of the gown. I still sit with that because I just don't get how it fits. The text on the CD, I don't know if it, it's not the same as the vinyl, but, it, but the text on the CD when it says emotions is like a peach colour. It's not this kind of like pink colour, this shade of pink at least. So I don't get how it comes in. Maybe they're trying to make the album look a bit lighter in terms of mood because it's a very not dark or deep or depressing it was deep album and it can be interpreted as dark because it is very emotional the title emotions is a, a perfect if they want to change title. it to pink they need to do like an alternate cover or something like they should do the yeah. cover of her working at the beach looking over or something like just something that is less brown i think pink goes yeah. good with brown but i just think that image in particular looks so dated and old and i think that colored vinyl in particular looks so fresh and current and so new that i think that mm -hmm. those two things together are what throw me exactly and i feel that even if they'd use there's like a headshot almost of where she's in pretty much the same dress in the same i guess it's the same desert area or a sandy area or whatever it is if they did that picture in black and white and maybe like played around with the filters a little bit made it a bit more lighter like in terms of contrast and brightness instead of making it so shadowy like the original cover then if they had the pink vinyl because of how light of a shade of pink it is it would look beautiful together but the brown does work it's very golden brown anyway so i don't know if pink would work with the golden brown maybe some other shade or a gold color 
or a deeper, not necessarily deeper, but lighter fluorescent beige would work as well. I don't know. It's a very tough album to sort of color coordinate with a vinyl because I feel like the sepia tones throughout the artwork are very much in keeping with how the songs are. So how do you make the vinyl match without making it too depressing? You need to lift it more, you know? And also, I do want to add that this is coming from Addiction to Vinyl, their Instagram. Mm -hmm. And this was, it's for the HMV Vinyl Week starting the 17th of June. And I'm not sure what the HMV Vinyl is. So I'd have to look into that more. But there are, are more releases for this Vinyl Week as well. Not just the Emotions one. HMV is a record store that sells, obviously, vinyl records, CDs. They used to sell cassettes. They sell lots of memorabilia, like statues, like these... Is it the pop vinyl or vinyl pop or whatever they're called? Oh, yeah, yeah, those figures. Yeah, they sell those. They sell posters, movie posters. So is it a UK-only place? Um, I feel like it's a UK-only place. You can find... Well, I hear stories as I'm dotted around Europe, and I feel like... Is it big in the UK? It was huge, but then with the recession in 2008, they started to close down one by one. And then there was this huge one on Oxford Street in London. Mariah Carey's been there for signings before. And so a lot of celebrities, especially the Spice Girls, they turned the Christmas lights on there in 1996. And it was a huge music institution. But then they all started closing down. And over the last, what, 15 years, they've pretty much all gone. There might be one or two here and there, and it's really sad to see. But the more I hear these releases from HMV, which exists only online, I hear that they used to exist around Europe, and apparently some kind of variation of it in Australia. I don't know if it was called HMV. HMV stands for His Master's Voice, and the logo was an old monogram player or monophone player or whatever it is with the big trumpet that they wind up and put a record on with a dog sat next to it. And it, I love that store. I miss it so much. And I'm really glad that they exist online. I've been stung a few times by HMV online. And it's such a shame to say, but we can get into these vinyls that they are releasing. So along with the Pink Emotions vinyl, one that got me really excited because Gareth and I were talking about this album literally earlier the this week before we saw that this release was happening so i thought that that was serendipitous as well leona lewis's spirit album her debut Mm -hmm. album with the singles bleeding love and better in time so a little 2007 throwback right Mm -hmm. there's a couple of more songs from it but (laughs) those are the big songs the american Oh, definitely. Those are the big songs here. Like, I I remember when those songs were huge singles, and I don't know if they were big on the charts or anything, but they must have been, right? Because I heard Bleeding Love everywhere. I heard that song all the time. It was huge over here, so... Yeah, Bleeding Love is a huge number one over here. Had a different music video over here to what you got in the States. I think she was walking around the stri- uh, Times Square or something in a long coat, but we didn't get that. We got her in like an apartment in a, a Dolce & Gabbana dress and she's witnessing loads of like couples arguing and stuff. And then all of a sudden the sprinklers go off and she's like dancing around in the sprinklers and stuff. But like, yeah, there was four songs released from this album. There was Bleeding Love, 
Better in Time, Forgive Me, which was from the deluxe version, which is an up-tempo track. There was Footprints in the Sand, and then the cover of Run, originally by Snow Patrol. It was, a, it was an album full of hits over here, but yeah, really good songs, really strong album. There's even a song on there written or co-written with Walter Avanassier. We were talking earlier this week, like Gia just said, about how she's got a certain amount of albums. Over here in the UK, she's got five albums. And I don't think the US saw all of those albums, but it's great to see that besides the Christmas albums, she's finally releasing this one, the biggest one, on a vinyl. So I'm very That was what we were saying. I was like, I would buy... What I said right before we saw that it came out, I was like, I would buy Spirit on vinyl. I was like, I don't know if I'd like go out and buy her whole collection, but I would definitely buy her debut. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I always so thought it, I, to be it would be good. I don't know if it's going to be the deluxe version with all the singles, like Forgive Me and uh, Snow Patrol song, Run. But if it doesn't have those on it, then it's fine. It's still a good album. It still did really well before the deluxe version came out. So I know there's a lot of people in the Lamely that have been talking about it and reposting it and mentioning that they really want to get it. And I I stand with you. And it is a really, it's a really good option. And I really hope it, these ones don't sell out so quickly. Yeah. I mean, these are exclusive, so they're probably gonna be somewhat limited. I I mean I hope the Leona one like pretty big. The emotions one, I don't I don't know why I'm hating on the emotions one, but I just feel like we have so many. If you want a copy of emotions, it's easy to get. I feel like that's what I'm sure. saying. But this is this one's never been released on vinyl before. So maybe that's probably why I'm so excited about it. But I do I do like the also it's on gold vinyl, by the way. It's pressed on a beautiful golden pressing. All these releases are gorgeous colors. I do like the color of the emotions disc. It is pretty. Yeah. I think it's cuter than the mock-up. Of the other pink one, definitely. Way cuter. When I first saw it, I remember one of the followers, I saw it on his story and I said, again? Like, <laughs> it's coming out again? I feel like it, this is the third time. And he responded almost immediately. It was the early hours of the morning here, so it would have been late night for you guys. So he said, yeah, but it's a marble effect. And I was just like, oh, I didn't even notice. So the mock-up, I didn't really notice the difference. So I hope... I've not seen the actual physical copy of the original pink one. So hopefully, if you can put the two together, the pink one and the marble one, hopefully there's a, a significant variation, you know? Um, this one is a little late. It's already out. It's already available. Um, it's been available for some time now. But we have a reissue of a classic album, an iconic moment for Brandy, Never Say oh, Never. My. God, this on clear target vinyl, honey. I know this is available on vinyl and it's ridiculously priced again, like most of these classics are. But, like, I really want this on vinyl. I love every single song on this album. There's not, apart from the, there's a couple of the interludes I'm not really a huge fan of. I like them, they're cute, but the songs, every, I'm a huge Rodney Dutch Child Jerkins fan and have been ever since like probably 98 99 and so i'm so excited for this album i just know i'm not going to be able to get a copy wait why i just know i'm not going to get a copy because everybody is going to go insane for this because it will cheapen the original pressing so the original pressing well actually no will it i probably won't but everyone's going to go crazy for this because it's going to be cheaper 
than the original pressing. Well, oh, you want an original pressing? No, I just want a vinyl of this album. Get the clear version. When's it out? Is it out now already? It's available. Oh, I probably missed. I don't know if there's any available. Where is it available? Target.com. We'll see. I'd like, I really would like to get it because I love that album so much. But yeah, I think that's everything, isn't it? Is there anything else? I think that's all of our topics today. (gasps) Oh my God. Kind of a short one, but I think we we were there, got right to the nitty gritty, right into the meat and potatoes. Right into the meat and potatoes. Let us know what you guys thought. Uh, How do you feel about The Little Mermaid? How do you feel about Padam Padam, darling? Let us know what you guys think. Um, and yeah, are you guys going to get these vinyls? Are you excited? And how do you feel about us covering other, other artists, other stuff? Like, let us know. We still put some Mariah in there, but let us know. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast at The Obsessed Podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms at The Obsessed Podcast. And we'll see you next time on The Obsessed Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I could